0: Another bank goes under. This one also decided to go woke. But Joe Biden is caught lying again. And Maryland has a great idea on how to lower the murder rate. Something we should have talked about yesterday. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey! This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talk on Politics. Happy Pi Day. And when I say Pi Day, I mean P I, not P I E. Pi, of course, is 3.14, is that number, 22 divided by 7, Um, one of the numbers that never has an end, that has no pattern to it, famous number, Uh, so today's 3.14, so you celebrate pi, which is 3.14, so a little, if you didn't know that, there you go, yeah, there you have it. Uh, Also, I will be off tomorrow and thursday i have to go to las vegas to get my wedding prepared that's right we are less than a month and a half away now so about five weeks and i will be a married man so we're going to have to go over there and deal with that i know it's breaking my fiance's heart to have to go to las vegas but it is what it is you know okay let's get to some news All right, so a lot of stuff's been happening. Uh, the New York Division of the Financial Services Department took over Signature Bank two days after closing uh, of Silicon Valley Bank. So we're beginning to see a lot. Again, it's the same thing. Uh, they were discovered they've got uh, they have to liquidate they had to lift, liquidate assets on the books because interest rates have gone up and suddenly their bonds are worthless. So instead of the bank actually closing completely, which it didn't, the uh, uh, financial services took it over. Is still People are still allowed to go get their money out of their bank, but, and they're not going to be bailed out. Apparently, they're not going to be bailed out. But, uh, but this does leave, really, the markets shaking, very shaky right now. So, this is again another ESG bank. This is one of those stakeholder versus shareholder capitalist markets where they made investments based off woke ideology. Uh, they even released a commercial last week screaming how woke and diverse they were. And of course, when you base everything on ESG, you're again not making investments. For the best of the shareholders, you're making investments for the best of the world or whatever they happen to think it is. The president came out yesterday and said that we should not panic. Everything is fine and it's all Trump's fault. Of course, it's always Trump's fault. Now, Jen Psaki made came out on MSNBC yesterday and Joe Biden was making his comments yesterday at 9 a.m. Bright and early, which means he must have gotten home gotten to the White House on Sunday night or Monday morning. I'm not sure which. But she had, of, she knows that when President Biden makes this statement so early in the morning that he must be correct and he must feel it's important that he tell everybody not to panic. Listen to this garbage.
1: Uh, and that's what people need to hear from him. Now, it's important to note President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact
0: that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there, conveying that to the American public. Oh, well, if he got up at 9 a.m. to make that statement, then we should take it very seriously that yes, the whole economy is in great shape. I mean, he was up at 9 a.m. By the way, the night owl thing, please spare me that BS. That guy's in bed by 8 p.m. Who's kidding who? This guy is not a night owl. This guy can barely stay stay awake during one of his speeches. And of course, Joe Biden goes in there. A bunch of people had questions. He goes in. He says, everything is going to be fine. And then he walks away. No questions answered. No, any further statement. He was out there for maybe three minutes. It's just this this guy is just not in touch with the real world at all. In uh, other news that um, shows that President Biden is losing his mind, uh, he accidentally gave a status to former President Jimmy Carter, and apparently it's not good. So last night he was he was doing a uh, I I think it was just some sort of get together, and he accidentally told the crowd that, oh, he's going to be doing Jimmy Carter's eulogy, or Jimmy Carter asked him to do his eulogy. So Jimmy Carter is apparently in bad shape. And of course, Joe Biden wasn't supposed to say that. He said right after, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. And you're trusting this guy with state secrets, top secret secrets. Yeah. So that's good. And then, of course, in our last news story of the day, King Biden is at it again, writing another executive order on gun control. This is, uh, I don't think this is that big of a deal. Um, My question here is not what he's writing or what he's doing about gun control. My question is, why isn't Congress doing any of this? Congress was a Democrat. They had a Democratic Congress, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate. For two years, and nobody wrote anything about gun control, and they all seem so. I I guess they're just too busy on Twitter, because I don't know. I that little thing called the Constitution. That's their job. Constitutionally, that is their job, is to write the laws, not for Biden to go out and write all these laws. Anyway, so this is what it does. It directs Merrick Garland to develop and implement a plan to prevent. Uh, former federally licensed firearms dealers from actually selling guns, especially if those guns have been revoked or those licenses have been surrendered. Now, I'm not exactly sure how that's illegal anyway. I mean, I thought that was already a law, but whatever, that's fine. It expands the red flag laws. As a matter of fact, the goal here is universal background checks and a firearms database. That's what this is really pushing. Now, here's the thing. Um, a firearms database probably is not constitutional. I think that's already been ruled on. And the red flag laws, the expanding red flag laws, I got to be honest with you, there have been red flag laws already on the books and they don't seem to be helping too much. So I'm not sure. For example, that kid who shot up Stoneman, Marjorie Stoneman's he was flagged and he still ended up buying, purchasing weapons and then shooting people. So I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about as far as red flag laws, how they're, that's going to work. They want the Federal Trade Commission issue a public report analyzing how gun manufacturers market firearms to minors. I'm not exactly sure what firearm manufacturer is marketing to kids. I know that adults, parents, for example, me, I c- completely push my children to use how to u- to use firearms. I want them to learn how to use them, but I don't know how I've never seen a manufacturer actually push firearm sales to youths at all. Um, he wants to push for more gun safety, lock boxes for guns, things like this. I mean stuff that's already out there. Um, it's crap. If it ever goes to the Supreme Court, which I don't think it will, because I don't think it really does anything, it'll be overturned because he's over already overstepped his bounds. He's not allowed to create executive orders that go against the Second Amendment. Um, It's just it's it's a waste of time. It's just another publicity stunt. That's all it is. Okay, but Joe Biden continues to lie. So he was sitting in the Daily Show yesterday on Comedy Central. I I mean, this is the only time anybody gets to interview him. It's either on the Daily Show, the Jimmy Kimmel Show. I mean, he doesn't go in front of anybody, a legitimate journalist or anything. So, I I mean, the guy's, again, gone something like 90 days, 120 days without being interviewed. Now he's being interviewed, and it's by some guy from Comedy Central. Well, this guy, I'm not sure if he's gay or not, but... He's talking to Joe Biden about gay marriage. And when was it that Joe Biden actually came to Jesus when it came to gay marriage? Now, this is a long statement. It's about two and a half minutes, about eh, maybe about two minutes. But it is very interesting. And I'm going to play the whole thing because he's just lying. So let's listen. Every auntie and uncle that I have is beyond disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet. uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us. Apparently, officiate our wedding, which would which would be nice. But my my question for you, Mr. President, is: You codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ
1: Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you Uh the truth. And I was a a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked at my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been, it's, 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 it's never been, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's same sex or a heterosexual couple. You should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> Don't wait. Uh, transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable.
0: Okay. Everything he's saying right here is BS. Absolute BS. When he was a senior in high school, it was 1959. Okay. So it, he did not, there weren't gay kids, gay people walking, roaming the streets in half the country. It was illegal to be gay. So him to sit there and see, we saw a gay couple kissing each other. That didn't happen. And of course he was never for gay marriage. He wasn't for gay marriage until 2012, 2014. He was, neither was Barack Obama, by the way. So this is all a lie. He supported the Defense for Marriage Act. Barack Obama said it was an abomination for two men to get married or two women to get married. And anytime he says, I'm not joking, you know it's a lie. Right off the, he says it every time he's going to say something that's bullshit. He's going to say, I'm not joking. The second he says that, boom, you know, it's an absolute lie. Now, the other thing that I, I think is absolutely hysterical about this, what they're doing in Florida is sinful. Wait, preventing kids from getting experimental hormone hormones and sex-changing drugs and having mutilation surgeries not allowing kids to do that without their parents knowing about it, that's sinful? Really? Really? That's a sin. Now, maybe I'm a Christian and all, so maybe I do things a little differently, but I would think actually drugging kids and then mutilating their bodies is the sin. Allowing that is the sin, And we we keep hearing about all these laws. All these laws do is say, you can't just do this without telling the parent. That's all these laws are. All these laws are doing is taking books about this crap out of the library. Telling teachers they can't teach this without parental permission. That's all these laws are doing. What they're doing is not sinful. What's sinful is that we don't have laws that say, you can't do all this stuff until you're 18. Until you're of the age of consent. Because what Joe Biden, what all these LGBTQ jerkoffs never tell you is that most people change their minds and they never tell show the people that have actually changed their minds like Chloe Cole, who got her breasts removed at 16 or uh, 15 and changed her mind at 16 and is now suing the doctors as she should. This guy is such a moron and he's such a liar. Okay, well, let's get to the second story today. So Baltimore, Maryland is the second most dangerous city in the United States when it comes to murder and crime. It trails only St. Louis. Now in the world this year, it was ranked this year, 2023, it was ranked 23rd, the 23rd most murderous city in the world, San Salvador in El Salvador has less murder than Baltimore, Maryland. And believe it or not, I think uh, St. Louis is in the top 10. By the way, by the way, Baltimore is a blue city within a blue state. A lot of people like to point out that um, that uh, New Orleans is also has the highest murder rate in the country it's number 3 and louisiana is a red state what they forget is new orleans is actually a blue state it's a defund the police state so yet yeah, no you can have blue cities in red states same with missouri missouri is a red state but oh st louis is really a blue city okay so anyway well they came up with an idea on how to solve the murder problem so according to fox news <clears throat> Maryland Democrats are pushing a bill in the state legislature that will prevent anyone under the age of 25 from being charged with felony murder. Democratic Delegate Charlotte Crutchfield introduced into the Maryland General Assembly Assembly the Youth Accountability and Safety Act, which would prohibit a person younger than 25 at the time of the offense from being convicted of first-degree murder under the state's felony uh, murder provisions. Now, mind you, first degree murder. You know what that means? That means that that person under the age of twenty-five meant to do something, planned it. Okay, continuing. Under those provisions, murder is classified as being the first degree it was committed. Uh, let me read that. Under those provisions, murder is classified as being in the first degree if it was committed during the perpetration and attempted perpetration of several specified crimes, such as rape, arson, robbery, burglary, carjacking, and other serious offenses. But with Crutchfield's proposal, which has the support of several Democratic co-sponsors, anyone under the age of 25 who murders someone while trying to commit one of these other crimes couldn't be charged with first-degree murder, a crime that in Maryland carries life in prison with or without the possibility of parole. So, why are they doing this? Well, proponents say that the human brain is not fully functional until the age of 25. So, it's true, yes. The human brain does not develop its prefrontal cortex, which controls reason and inhibition, until 25. That is absolutely true. We've known this for decades. Okay, at least they didn't say equity. They they didn't say that. That being said... There are some major issues with the reasoning of legalizing, of making murder legal for anyone under 25. There's a real problem with that. First off, there is a reason that when a dog bites a man, the dog is put down immediately. There is a reason when a shark eats a person, the shark is hunted down and killed. And there is a reason why there is no statute of limitations for murder. That's because when one kills and gets away with it, killing becomes easier in the future. That natural trait humans should not kill is no longer there. That's part of the reason 16-year-olds are tried as adults and charged for murder as an adult and can spend the rest of their lives in prison. Because if they did it then at 16, They're probably going to do it again in the future. That's one reason you, we just, this is just stupid. I'm sorry, 16, 17 year olds, if you kill someone committing rape, you should probably be in prison for the rest of your life. Second reason this is stupid is criminal organizations like gangs, which Baltimore has a real problem with, will recruit kids to do their killing because they won't be prosecuted. They already use children for drug trafficking because kids don't face the huge sentences that an adult would face. The Mexican drug cartels do this too. There's a reason they always use children. The third reason this is stupid is there will be absolutely no deterrent for murder. If I can kill as I can kill 10 people. Why shouldn't I kill them? It's legal. Why not? There is no deterrent under the age of 25. Nothing's going to happen, so I might as well do it. Why not? That's one of the reasons why stiff consequences need to be held. You need to face a prison term. You need to spend the rest of your life in prison. And that brings us to another point. What about the people? What about society? In general. Don't we get the opportunity to feel safe? Shouldn't we not have to worry about going out getting robbed and shot in the chest? Or the head? Or stabbed? Shouldn't we be allowed to get these evil people off the streets? And yes, a 16 or 17 year old kid can be evil they're already committing a murder. I want that kid off the street. And finally, there seems to be this huge thing, and we've talked about this before. But there seems to be this huge thing. Where prison is there for rehabilitation. Well, here's here's a news flash. It's not. That's not what prison is there for. Prison is there to punish. Prison is there to suck. I don't understand why people don't get this. My only problem with, uh, with prison is that I don't think they're harsh enough. I don't think our, our, our crimes, our punishments are good enough. I want to see the death penalty brought back, and I want to see the death penalty used. I mean, California has 700, 800 people on death row. Not one of them is going to be executed. I, I don't think we've had an execution since the, since the 90s, maybe the 80s. But I, I, I just don't understand how these people think that, oh, this is going to fix crime. How's this going to fix crime? How is less people in prisons going to fix crime? Well, Democrats keep doing this. They keep doing this stupid crap. And they keep getting reelected. And then crime keeps going up. And then they keep blaming Trump which makes no sense. And then they keep pushing more and more loose laws like this. It's insane. So good luck to you, Baltimore. All right. Coming to a religion near you here. Canada continues down the road of tyranny with this, with uh, that sissy boy, Justin Trudeau, who is definitely, by the way, not Fidel Castro's son. I I will uh, talk about that later. Apparently, Justin Trudeau's mother had an affair with Fidel Castro and a lot of people point out that Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau actually look a lot alike. So yeah I, I, I can see it, I can see it. I mean, I'm not gonna start that conspiracy theory, but it's possible, I guess. Um, the next way the kicker the kicker is Canada doesn't have a constitution. Their constitution is extremely weak. They don't define rights, okay? And so Justin Trudeau has taken that to go Fidel Castro and take control of this country. I'd be really curious to see what's going to happen when the next election comes out. I'd be really curious to see what's what um, if Justin Trudeau one day is just going to call him King of Canada. Okay, But one of the ways you must, in order for the government to be treated as God, you must get rid of God. You must get rid of religion. And Canada is going all out and doing that. According to Fox News, arrested for holding Christian beliefs at a Christian school? Canadian Catholic high school student Josh Alexander claims that's the story behind the authorities arresting and charging him for trying to attend class last month. Alexander was a student at a Canadian Catholic high school, I think it was called St. Joseph's, in Ontario until he spoke his mind over concerns of men in women's restrooms at the institution. Distinguishing men from women and believing God created only two genders, he suggested, eventually led authorities to arrest and charge him for the offense. Now, essentially what happened was, this kid had a debate with um, the administration at this, this Catholic school, Catholic school. Saying that men and women are different, men can't be women, women can't be men, and he was complaining that that boys were entering the girls' uh, restroom and vice versa, and he had a problem with that. So he started to deb- be debating the administration. The administration suspended him for the rest of the year. The next day he came to school, and he was arrest and the police were called and he was arrested and I'm sure he was charged for something like um, something like trespassing or something okay so he wasn't charged for being Christian but it's the same idea here here is Josh Alexander telling his story to Tucker Carlson on Fox News
1: Um, there was was a lot of steps that uh, it took to get to that point but uh, female students complained to me and uh, they said they were concerned because males were using their washrooms This turned into a debate at the school and uh, I stated my opinion on it and I used scripture to back that up and uh, they removed me from the building uh, for the remainder of the year and when I attempted to attend class I was arrested and charged.
0: Did you point out that this is a Christian school and that this is like a core Christian idea because it's like in the Christian book which some call the Bible?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually tried to have that discussion with my uh, administrators, but they, they refused to do so. Now, what's shocking about
0: this story is that this is a supposedly a Catholic school. Uh, Catholic schools do not see transgenderism as a thing. Uh, even the Pope last week stated that gender ideology is one of the most dangerous ideologies out there. And the Catholic Church does not support gender ideology at all, this, I, which is a shocking thing coming from this Pope, because this Pope is about as lefty as you get. And my understanding, according to the article, this is a Catholic school. So, so you suspend a student for the rest of the year because he's basically spouting the same beliefs as the Pope does? If this is a Catholic Church and it almost sounds like it's just a Christian a Christian school, but if this is a Catholic school, the hell are they doing? But this also shows the problem with Christianity altogether. Christianity is becoming when you get away from I, I just got into a debate with not a debate but a discussion where a guy who belongs to the Christian a, a Christian sect, sat there and said that they were more enlightened than Catholics were. I said, and I told him, well, it's funny, because it seems that the most enlightened people seem to be the ones that are going further away from the fundamentalist Christian religions, such as Catholicism. So, in other words, no, you're not enlightened. You probably don't know what you're talking about. I do talk about this. But a lot of Christian churches actually are doing this. They're supporting this gender ideology. But this is what they want in Canada. They want Christianity to eat itself, to kill itself. They want to destroy the ideology of Christianity. That's the only possible way the government can be seen as God. Here's another story here. This is from, last week we talked about uh, a girls team forfeiting a tournament because they refused to have their players play against a team that had a transgender girl or a boy essentially a boy who thinks he's a girl so according to fox news uh the story took a turn a vermont christian school that forfeited a game in the girls state basketball playoffs because its opponent had a transgender student on the team's roster will be prohibited From participating in future tournaments, the Sports Governing Association in the state said Monday. Vermont's Principals Association, VPA, ruled that Mid-Vermont Christian School had violated policies and is ineligible to participate in future tournaments that it sanctions. The move applies to all sports. Quote, the VPA again reiterates its ongoing support of transgender student-athletes as not only a part of building an inclusive community, for each student to grow and thrive but also as a clear expectation by vermont state laws in the agency of education best practices and the vpa policy regarding transgender student athletes end quote the governing body said in the statement the school responded by saying quote Mid-Vermont Christian School is disappointed with the decision of the VPA Executive Council to ban us from participation in all VPA activities. We intend to appeal this decision. Canceling our membership is not a solution. It does not deal with the very real issues of safety and fairness facing women's sports in our beloved state. We urge the VPA to reconsider its policies and balance the rights of every athlete in the state. That is a perfect response. Balance the rights of every Alice athlete in the state. Notice here, <coughs> and this is what bothers me about these folks, notice that the only person here is the boy that wants to play on the girls' team. The, the girls don't count. It doesn't matter that the girls don't want to, the girls don't want to play against the boy. It doesn't ma- matter that the girls could have safety concerns because boys typically are more aggressive. It doesn't matter that girls don't want the boys in the locker room. It doesn't matter that the girls don't want the boys in the restrooms. None of this matters. Just how that boy feels. And if you complain about it, you'll be banned and you'll be shamed. It's amazing that this inclusivity thing, this inclusivity movement, is just must exclude the feelings of everybody else. So forget about the one boy. We must exclude the 20 girls who don't want to play against that boy. Because of an ideology that came about 20 minutes ago. Inclusivity movement is exclusive. We talk about it. I'm going to keep talking about it. All right. In our last couple of videos, um, I, 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 I want to do my terrible people segment. So these are these are from ones from libs of TikTok. And this gal, um, yeah, we're all racist. All all white people are racist. And she makes this very clear. So let's listen to this gal. Um, Every single white person is a racist. Of course, she's black. So let's listen.
1: I'm feeling spicy. So here's my hot take of the day. All white people are racist every single last one of them all of them
0: are racist and i don't mean that to say like every single individual white person if i talk to
1: you you would have some kind of racist ideology i'm saying that as a white person you uphold a system of racism by literally just being white I believe if you're not spending your literal entire life
0: dismantling racism, then you're contributing to its continuation. And people get so like,
1: whenever like I say like people are racist, like why is it such a big fucking deal? Like, yes, you're racist. Like, okay, we've established that. Now what are you going to do to change it? Racism refers to
0: power and race if you are the powerful race in a society then you're fucking racist like I just don't understand why it's so taboo Let's talk about it. Let's accept it so that we can work towards changing it We're never gonna get anywhere and people won't just fucking acknowledge it in the first place So she's really upset that no one wants to discuss how all white people are racist and how we can Stop being racist and stuff like you know why, why there's no discussion with you because you're a racist what you just said is complete racism. Don't forget, racism is one, one takes moral authority or some other authority over another simply because of race. If I sat back and said all blacks are criminals, all blacks are criminals, they're all criminals, would that be racism? Of course it would be racism. It would absolutely be racism. If I sat back and said, you're a criminal just because you're black, that's racism. Now, she's just calling everybody a racist. Doesn't matter. You're white. You're a racist. I personally think it's racist just to call me white. Because, you know, there are a lot of different white people out there. Not all of them, you know, we're white. But, you know, I'm from Ireland and Germany. I'm not just white. I actually have, you know, some ethnic in me. But these people, all white people, they're all racist. This is strictly, purely CRT. That's all this broad is. And of course, she's maybe 20, maybe, maybe 19, 18. So, you know, who cares what she's got to say? The problem is, she's spreading this hate. And it's hate. This is hate. This is racism. This is hate. And this is exclusion again, because she can't be friends with white people because they're all racist. That's a terrible way to be. She's a really miserable human being. That's too bad. Okay. And now, now here's an example of a person who should never be a parent. And this is an example of a kid that is doomed. This little poor kid, when you have a mother as hateful as this woman is, it's it's not a shock that that kid grows up to be an absolute disaster and i can't believe i heard this i can't believe anyone would go on tiktok especially a 43 year old woman and actually say these things this is absolutely incredible listen
1: let me tell you why it's not a good idea to have a baby at 40 years old taking my son to daycare the other day. We're walking out to the car. He decides he's going to take off fucking running. Takes off running down the driveway, right towards the
0: road. Here comes a car. I take off running after him the very, very best that I can at 43 years old. And I think to myself, well, if it's his time to go, it's his time to go. Who am I to question God's methods? Anyways, luckily the little dumb
1: motherfucker fell on his face He's still alive. Everything's well. But tomorrow's Monday. We got to try again. I'm telling you, don't fucking do it.
0: Okay, this is not an argument for this is why you don't have a child at 43. My argument is you should have never had a child. This woman is probably, and by the way, this is, I hate to say it, but this is stuff that is really happening in our culture where kids, kids don't mean anything anymore. I'm sure this woman is a feminist. I'm sure this woman is really pro abortion. She doesn't give a damn about kids. She definitely doesn't, if she doesn't give a damn about her own kid, she's not going to give a damn about anybody else's kid. But the whole idea, well, I shouldn't, you shouldn't have a, a kid at, at, you shouldn't have a kid at uh, 40. Again, not this one. This one shouldn't have a kid at all. She, this kid is doomed. This kid is going to suffer. I also want to point out something. Why do these parents who, who got these, I mean, this woman had to realize this is a terrible, this is not funny. This is a terrible thing to say. What makes these people sit there and say, you know, even if she does think it, okay, even if she does think it, what makes her think, You know what? I'm going to go on the internet, on the um, on the libs, on uh, TikTok, and I'm going to sit there and say all this crap. What makes someone actually do that? I think some terrible things too, not like that, but I think some terrible things too. The last thing I want to do is put what I think that's terrible on TikTok. I don't want people to know I'm like that. It's just incredible. Okay, well, I'll talk to you on Friday. I will be doing a podcast on Friday. I will not be here again on Wednesday and Thursday because we're going to Vegas to finish off our wedding. I hope you guys have a great couple of days. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.